Hot Girl Torah demands authenticity. Each episode, Dara and I will explore Jewish wisdom the only way we know how, through the lens of a hot girl lifestyle. As young contemporary Jewish scholars living our lives in big cities like Washington, D.C. and Allentown, Pennsylvania, you don't want to miss on our Judaic hot takes. Listen here and listen well. Hot Girl Torah will change your life, or maybe just your perspective. This week, Emily and I will discuss new beginnings, change, and breaking the tablets, all in light of the new year, the Chagim, or Jewish holidays, and Simchat Torah, the Jewish holiday which celebrates the beginning and end of the yearly Torah reading cycle. We can't wait for you to join us. My name is Emily, and I'm currently a Jewish studies student at Muhlenberg College in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm from Texas. I grew up going to Jewish day school, um, and I was really involved in BBYO in my high school years and thereafter. Um, And I'm really excited to start this with you, Dara. Emily, I'm so excited to start this with you. I am Dara. I'm from South Jersey, now living in Washington, D.C. I studied at George Washington University, studied Judaic studies. Emily also studies Judaic studies. So the reason that Emily and I started on this Hawk Girl Torah journey um, is we're both like we come from different, I think, perspectives on this. Mine comes from a more formal like educational background. I'm currently studying experiential Jewish education. um, And through my studies, I've seen that there's a flaw in formal Jewish education. And I don't think that a lot of people are being exposed to how they can apply Jewish wisdom to a secular life. And, you know, obviously as our two podium hot girls, Emily and myself, um, we are a great example of how you can apply Jewish wisdom and, and Jewish Jewishness to your life in a way that riches like your enriches your secular and general, general life. Emily, I would love to hear more about why you are interested in this. Definitely different. I'm not in grad school currently in studying experiential Jewish education. Um, I'm simply a lowly undergrad student who, um, has her tentacles in a couple different pots right now. And uh, I don't know, I'm like really, really excited about this. I mean, like I said, I went to Jewish day school. I've My entire life has been very, very Jewish in a way that I've loved. Um, I was really into BBYO. I've found lots of success and confidence within myself through the Jewish values that I learned um, in the movement. And now... Uh, I'm doing this because I think there's like a hidden market um, that Jewish education is not reaching that is like the hot girls that Dara and I are. Um, and- <laughs> no, it's so real, though. It's so real. Yeah. It's it's so interesting because like experiential Jewish education, like hot girl Torah is the pinnacle of experiential Jewish education because it's like what better way to like meet people where they're at? It's like, let's podcasts everybody listens to fucking podcasts so like okay Mm -hmm. make a podcast on like 
here's my normal life. Here's how Judaism enriches my everyday life and my everyday experience. I also was in BBYO, as Emily stated, um, BBYO, I actually wrote my college essay about being in BBYO. And this is my favorite question to ask people. So Emily, what was your college essay about? Oh, great question. Um, This might disappoint, but my college essay was about how I like a lot of things. Okay. Like what things? Like, I just like things. Like Like all things? Like all things. Like I like objects. Oh, like knickknacks. Yeah. Emily, that's so on brand for you. Like I like physical things and it was about how I like struggle with the theoretical. Um, And I loved, I mean, I loved writing it. Yeah. That's my favorite question to ask people is what they wrote their college essay about. Um, But I wrote it, I wrote it about like being Jewish. And I think like when I was writing it as like um a senior in high school I like didn't have the words that I have now where it's like that wasn't exactly what I meant but it's like I found through BBYO and like through my Jewish experiences like at Hebrew school and whatever like all of these things I loved about Judaism like leadership development like confidence like personal purpose that like Judaism and like my experiences with Judaism showed me I could connect to like my actual day-to-day life um Mm -hmm. And like, that's sort of what I wrote it about. And I like, when I was like prepping for this, I like went and looked back and like was reading it. And I was like, wow, this essay is so bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. I was like, how you got in? Right. How did I get in? It's because I applied as a Judaic studies major. I mean, that's, I'm the only person in the program here. So Um, I was one of three people at my thesis presentation. Yep. So shout out to Judaic studies programs all across the U.S. Yeah, love you guys. Love you guys. I think that like through like obviously like not everybody is going to become like as connected as as me and you are. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like not all it's like also yes. And not everybody has a Jewish experience that even allows them to get to even close to a point that as we are. And I think through this and I I speak for myself and you but I think that through this we're like hoping to like reach people and like inform them like Judaism can be like so enriching for your life in not just ways that are like synagogue and that might be your way that's enriching but you know totally I I agree this is like all about us bringing what we think about and talk about on a to be clear very regular basis just like out into the world um I think it's a nice like two-sided perspective we bring like you grew up not really seeing Judaism in your secular life or anything and I grew up like Judaism and secular life are the same thing for me like my entire life is Judaism um in like super positive ways that I've chosen to participate in um and so I think it's nice that we can like bring that little combo in and just like record a little bit of what literally happens every day on our <laughs> text messages or on the phone it's so funny um a few months ago when Emily and I were first like thinking of this idea we were like building programs for summer camp that Emily and I both work at and we were like we have this run we had this document called sexy Torah study um (laughs) and then I don't I'm trying to remember even how like hot girl Torah came about um like the name of it it was always just like me and Emily being so psyched up about the idea of like 
sexy or like um what's the word like maybe like contemporary contemporary but that's so boring relevant yeah but it's all it's all saying it's all saying the same things yeah you know so in light of Simchat Torah and all of the Chagim um, being over, um, Emily and I wanted to discuss new beginnings and change and all of the fun things that come along with going into the new year. Um, change is like personally my like my favorite topic to talk about. To talk about, I just feel like there's so much perspectives to look at change through that can like really be like life life altering I feel like um especially with breaking the tablets like rewriting the like way that Jewish education is done and like reaching new people through a different way it's like really like believing in the power of change um and like needing to fail a few times to like get to where you want to be I mean in the whole story of like Moses getting the tablets for the first time him bringing them down the people literally having gone against what the tablet said and then having to break them and start over. Um, Judaism is based on that. Try and try and try again. And and that's the exact story of the breaking the tablets. So like, that's yeah. what we're doing here is like, we're breaking the tablets because like they need to be broken. I agree. Absolutely. What a great piece to bring in. Like, for everyone listening, we didn't tell each other what we were going to bring um, to talk about today. So it's like total surprise. And so that's super great. Tell me more about like how you thought of that. Yeah. I mean, I've just had so much change in my life recently um, with every new beginning, like even with like Rosh Hashanah, I try to think about this every year. And of course, every year I come to Rosh Hashanah and I'm like a completely different person than I was the year before. Like I'm 23. Okay. Like EK is 22. So ugh, you're so close. Though. So close. Um, so it's like our, our lives are changing so drastically with every second, with every change. I'm so excited. Like I, I think about where I was at this point, like last year, and it's just, I was such a completely different person. It's like all the experience I lived through like November, December, January, February, March, April, May. And it's like, wow. I cannot wait for what my life has to bring for me in like all of those months coming up this year. Um, my friend actually just moved into a new apartment into, and she like finally moved out of home. And I was like, so proud of her. And she finally moved into her new apartment and she like posted on her close friend story. And she was like, um, I'm kind of sad. Like she was like first night out of home. Like I was so excited to finally move out of my parents' house, but like, I'm kind of sad. Mm. And I'm like, change can be super fucking challenging, but it can also be like so rewarding. And those two things can happen at the same time. I feel like, like even in my personal life, like with the change, like last October, I went through like a, like a life breakup, like from my partner of five years. And then I like started a new job in June. And then I graduated college, like literally that June too. And then I moved apartments and it was like, so much was happening in my life. And like, looking back on it, I'm like, so grateful for like all of those experiences I had, like college, my ex-boyfriend, like all of those things. And they allow me to like live my life in a different way now, even though I might like look back and like miss those times. I also can like learn and like become like a new iteration of myself 
in like a super positive, even though it might also be challenging kind of way. Absolutely. There's a piece in Genesis that talks about how Jews are it. I don't know if this is an exact quote, but what I pulled says we are in charge of the world and its maintenance and destiny is up to us which is like, there's so much we could talk about with that. Yeah, there's a ton there. (laughs) There's so much there. But like Judaism is like so much about free will and like how we are literally in charge of the world and its maintenance and destiny is up to us. And like, look at it in terms of like free will and choice. Like when something shitty or even when something positive happens in your life, it is your choice to look at it in a certain way. Remind me of the quote. It's... It's, we are in charge of the world and its maintenance and destiny is up to us. What really stuck out to me about that is the word maintenance. Mm -hmm. I think maintenance is really like hard, like to stay at the same level or status or like place, whether it be physically, emotionally, mentally, educationally for a certain amount of time. Is really hard. And if we are in charge of the world and it's maintenance, then um, that's really hard because that means that we have to keep the world running. Um, And I know like we are in charge of the world and it's destiny is probably what a lot of people like focus on on that. But maintenance, I think is like it's stated first. And also I think it's more important. Like I've always been one that really sees the value in um consistency I think is a good way to put it yeah and like you don't have to change the world just keep it going like that sort of thing and with the changing the world with I'm sorry with keeping the world going and with maintaining it comes changing it in certain ways to maintain it for the most amount of people possible that's Um, it's like the whole argument between like if it's not broken don't fix it but like if it's not broken does that mean if it's not broken does that mean it's working well. Like it might not be broken and it might just need maintenance. Does it need an upgrade? Wait, that's so interesting because maintenance could also like mean like maintenance means continual upgrade. It doesn't mean like just leave it. It means like you need to continue working, working well and bettering yourself. Totally. And like, I, I really think that's what this quote speaks to. Yeah. The responsibility that like God gives the Jewish people in general. Yeah. And it's like with all the discussions of like um, Cain and Abel and like Adam and Eve, it's like it really is all about like learning responsibility and free will. And like you can make the bad choice, but you will have to face the consequences of that choice. So, I mean, again, it, it all comes back to like I, I love talking about like choice and change because it's really like, OK, if you make a bad decision, that is your choice to make the bad decision. And you then have to deal with the consequences of what comes after and like if you can be okay with that being your decision and then make the bad decision, but you as a person have to be comfortable with like the consequences and you know what it is. And like, I really, I don't remember. I think it was like in one of my undergrad classes when we like had the first conversation about like Judaism, like says that you have free will. Totally. And it's like, it is literally up to us to make shit happen to get things done, and also to handle and maintain the destiny of the world. Absolutely. So that, I love that. that is my, my favorite thing to talk about. 
So for my little piece of wisdom for today, I went to the Mishnah because I like duh. the Mishnah. Because duh. Because <laughs> duh, because it's commentary and it's easy to understand. <laughs> Um, and I found myself at Pirkei Avot, obviously, because it is the part of the Mishnah intended for children. Oh, of course. Uh, and children's stories. So As... that is where I begin. <laughs> um, I love Pirkei Avot. I think it's hilarious um, and has like some really gem stories. Um, but what really like caught my eye um today when I was just like looking around was honestly like first verse first chapter um uh-huh. where it says and this is a translation in English um Moses from Sepharia uh, Moses received the Torah at Sinai and transmitted it to Joshua Joshua to the elders and the elders to the prophets and the prophets to the men of the great assembly what a line oh and I like this because in the Hebrew um where it starts say where it says um, uh, Moses received the Torah at Sinai and transmitted it to Joshua. The word that they use for transmitted is masora, which means like to like to transmit and like in terms of like a text or like something important that you need to tell someone. Um, but the word it's not used anymore. Like in uh, I guess contemporary Hebrew, the closest mm-hmm. thing. I- think of is the word masoret which means tradition mm-hmm. um but this word masora or masora being used as like a passing down um in the biblical sense has a huge connotation of it being something that you trust um and so like when you pass something down using the word masora like you don't alter it or change it and uh, make it match your needs or whatever. Like you are telling it to the next person just as it was told to you, like telephone um, or the intention of the game of telephone. The intention. Um, and so it really caught my eye that they use this word in the Pure K vote because I think it's clear that um, like the Torah was received at Sinai and it was so valuable and like so, so important that when Moses told it all to Joshua, he was like, look, you cannot change a word of this thing. Like <laughs> this, I got this straight from God, dude. Like you cannot alter this. You can't change it. This is our key to living a happy life for the rest of our lives and for like the rest of the generations to follow us. So like, don't change it. Don't mess with it. Um, And I think it's, it's, so, like- it's so funny because like um, they literally, like the scribes, like they literally did change it. Like there's a bunch yeah. of, places where like it's been proven that it was changed whichever author decided to use this word for the word transmitting or passing like what a genius for making it uh such a word with connotation that like you're passing along something that you really trust Mm -hmm. um and not to equate us to to moses and joshua but i feel like we are passing along something that we really place a lot of trust in right now like we put a lot of trust in our like hot girl Torah, like mindset and teachings and like everything that we talk about and text about, um, we take very seriously. And so I think that with Masora, like we are passing it into the world and like hoping that this is something that other people see value in, um, and trust as well. Um, and that's like really what I connected it. And I hope that whoever listens or reads or hears about this has the courage to change it when they pass it on to others. Like tell other people about this and add your own spin. I don't care. 
Um, I do care but, a little. <laughs> I mean, okay, I care, but like, <laughs> like do your own thing. Like, yeah. make it your own. Do what the like ancient authors did, and like change it, even though God said not to. Like, right, interpret it on your own because we have free will. Exactly, and because we can, we but it's like we can make the choice to apply it to our lives in whatever way we see best fit. Totally, and that's what we do when we like look at these things. Like, I just made that line from Pierre K. I vote fit. <laughs> but I wanted it to fit, but it worked. No, it and, totally like, I does. A lot of value in it. So, like, why not? That's so interesting. I mean, it's it's like all of it's like about like generation generation. I mean, Hawkgirl Torah began as like me and you like passing down our perspectives and wisdom to like the camp the teens at camp. That's true. Hawkgirl Torah started as. Emily and I's passion project at <laughs> camp, at summer camp. Emily and I worked at summer camp together last summer, this past summer. Mm-hmm. And we ran Hot Girl Torah for some campers and they died for it. They loved it. Yeah. They, they were, they're our inspiration. They are our inspiration. Like they are the ones who pushed us to like make this a real thing. Um, we ran it as like an elective for them to participate in. So they opted into it. We called it Hot Girl Torah and gave it no other detail <laughs> and just waited to see who would show up um, and what we would talk about. And the campers really, really found it very valuable, um, which is why I think we like feel so passionately about bringing it out into the world because um, if it can help change their perspectives as much as they're telling us that it has then who are we to keep that and do a disservice to others by um not sharing it yeah and it's like it's it goes back to what you were saying about like we can transmit you know what we trust in each other and um in like the the pieces of wisdom like we have to trust that these pieces of wisdom mean something at all um and we can take from that uh so much we can pull out like so much wisdom and 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 lifestyle guidance and trust that when we pass it along it will one mean something to people and i i feel like we we like we trust in each other that like what we're saying like is going to mean something totally to others um yeah it's like i'm feeling very excited about this and i'm very much looking forward to seeing the aftermath (laughs) <laughs> I feel like aftermath is the right word, but it's the only word I can think of to the af- the aftermath of this entering the public sphere. Like, wow, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. This is going to be a journey. And I can't wait to take all of you along with us as we dive into Jewish wisdom and Emily and I's crazy lives. Um, but we're excited to bring everything that we have to you guys. And we are working on a way for you all to submit um, topics that you want us to chat about. Emily and I have a running list of episode topics that we are excited to add to, Um, but we would love to hear from you all. So for the time being, feel free to DM on Instagram at HawkGirlTorah. Thanks for listening to Hot Girl Torah. We cannot wait to see you next time and we can't wait to hear from you. See y'all later.